My name is Katla Homapai. I'm the CEO of Yoko Technologies. Welcome to the African Tech Roundup. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. And congratulations on the announcement of the latest round of investment for your business. Thanks. Much appreciated. Uh, we're really happy to be here. And it's an exciting phase for the company. Let me just get my pet peeve out of the way. I hate that you're not saying how much you guys are, are, are is on the table. And um, I know there's reasons for it. Give me some. Um, the main reason is a, is a strategic decision. Um, you know, we're in a competitive environment. Um, and, you know, right now, uh, we've just decided to delay uh, the disclosure of the figure. So it's not that we're not doing it. We're just delaying the disclosure. Okay. And so where, where does it feature in terms of it being a seed investment, pre-series pre or Series A? It's a, it's a Series A um, by sort of typical technology uh, standards. Talk about how, how you went about bringing your current partners to the table. Talk us through in, you know, who, who supported you through the angel investment stage, uh, through the seed stage, and now you know, to your Series A, and then how you went about you know, choosing the right partners for this next chapter. So you can name drop uh, you know, by, you know, whatever you like. With pleasure. So um, we raised our initial round um, at the beginning of 2014. Um, it was, you know, predominantly angel investors. Uh, it took us a few months to raise that round. The interesting thing about that round is that, you know, we weren't operational as a company. Um, we had just received uh, our license to operate from our partner bank. And when we got that license to operate, um, you know, we did the capital call uh, from the people that we were raising from. And then we did, a, um, you know, sort of a few more seed rounds uh, following that. And then, you know, we uh, started uh, doing the roadshow for the Series A um, in uh, Q3 2016. Um, we looked uh, both locally and abroad, but in the end, um, you know, we had you know a few uh, sets of criteria that we wanted for the round. Um, so you know, having investors who uh, had you know experience in fintech. Um, you know, investors who sort of understood uh, this existing uh, group of investors and stakeholders that we had in the organization and, you know, showed good respect towards them. You know, a lot of these guys had come in very early um, and, you know, came in a, with a lot of risk. And, you know, they've really helped us along the way. And, you know, having new partners coming in, we really needed them to be uh, um, supportive of these older stakeholders. The next bit um, is, you know, really doing doing a deal um, with uh, terms negotiated in the right spirit, and also a deal um, that you know left uh, the management team, the founders, uh, and, and the organization really feeling energized uh, after conclusion. Um, you know, there's no point uh, doing a deal feeling like you know you you on the the losing end of something. Um, it actually puts you on the back foot um, as you uh, try to move into the next phase of the business. So yeah, you know, in these partners, um, we ticked a lot of these boxes, and yeah, we couldn't be happier. And so, let me into the psyche of a of a, of a startup founder in this process. And um, there must be a pragmatic knowledge that you can't win at everything. Exactly. In other words, there were boxes unchecked. Like, what are some of those things that you sort of have to, you know? allow yourself to to make peace with as part of this process so i mean there's always a lot on the table right so there's the amount um there's valuation uh there's the terms of the investment uh you know liquidation preferences uh the composition of the board there's a whole set of things um and i think the key thing is really 
getting all these things on the table um, and you know both parties being quite transparent about what's important to them and that's a really important process because you know the moment you start making assumptions as to what is important to the other party um, you could completely miss a, a nuance so once again when you're engaging um, with experienced um, uh, and open investors uh, who, who are pro uh, founder um, these types of discussions, I'm not saying they're easy, but they all come from the right place. You know, both parties want to end up in a, at the end of the deal feeling like, you know, we made a good investment. Uh, we received some great partners and let's go on and, uh, you know, uh, do something wonderful with this, uh, with this new uh, relationship. Does it put you under pressure to know that the day you do declare, you know, how much money was involved? Uh, you know, uh, the great origin story, uh, you know, we might look back in history and go, man, they got taken. Do, do you give it, do, is, that, is there any kind of that pressure when you're doing, when you're de in these deals? Uh, no, not at all. Um, and to be frank, um, one thing that sets Yoko apart um, and the way me and my partners have gotten about doing this business is the horizons in which we think, you know, we're thinking in 10, 20 year horizons. And in that sense, um, you know, any investment partner, any partner to the business uh, that's sort of stepping into our home, uh, we, we go through rigorous due diligence from both sides. And we've always been very clear. Uh, we would rather shut down the company and just stop um, than take on the wrong partners uh, because you're effectively dying a very slow death and you're wasting a lot of people's time and you're wasting a lot of resources. Um, so we've been quite fortunate in the company that like we've been able with this mindset of, you know, really taking the time uh, to, to, to work with the right partners and being patient and taking, having long-term horizons has always ensured that like we're working with the right people. And with this round, uh, the same thing continues. So um, I, when we look back uh, on today um, and this round, I'm certain that it's always going to be with fondness and always with the sense that this was a great inflection. So let's talk about this business because um, there are many interesting aspects to it that uh, you, know, you might think, oh, I, can, I totally get what they're doing and, and totally miss it. Firstly, you guys are B2B, which is quite interesting. Um, uh, it's quite easy to think that you're a one-trick pony. You look at the two products you guys put out and think, oh, okay, that's what they do. Uh, they might be in, in some problem if mobile money takes off properly and that kind of thing. So in the spirit of sort of under helping us all understand what it is you're here to do, yeah. And, and what's informing those decisions, bearing in mind the horizons you mentioned. Tell us about your business. Yeah, so um, we, we see our business uh, almost like an iceberg, right? Um, at the tip is the card reader, but below is an incredible amount of uh, depth. Um, so there's a card reader that obviously is a point of sale device that lets, I imagine, companies that you know didn't previously allow or facilitate card payments in their in their in their establishments now do so okay so that's the tip of the iceberg in your analogy exactly that's the tip of the iceberg that's what consumers see when they go and they dip their cards etc um but there's a lot of depth um and the depth actually starts with um how we uh, go about targeting and actually onboarding uh, uh smes um so this is something we've really um uh, uh been quite innovative in um so Sort of typically with uh, traditional card machines, um, you know, it would take you a couple of weeks uh, to get one. That's if you got approved. Um, so, you know, we estimate there was like a 50% uh, approval rate, right? Um, and that 
was really because you know uh, the traditional institutions needed like months of trading history um, to, to to verify as a business. You needed to be reachable by a by a, a salesperson. Uh, you needed to be in a in a good commercial area that was also reachable. Um, you needed steady revenues. So all these things that really s- did not speak to small or new businesses. So this is actually where we spent a lot of our time, um, uh, you know, innovating and how we're structured and and and, and the like. And with Yoko, um, you know, you get to our website, uh, you sign up in under ten minutes, you pick your card reader. Um, Within that 10 minutes, we've already done uh, all the sort of credit checks um, and then done the vetting. And on average, within sort of one and a half to two days, you have a card machine. Uh, This has never been done before. So we realized um, that we first thought we were solving a technology mobility problem. Uh, We then thought we were solving a cost problem. But we actually realized it was access that was the real issue. Uh, The sense that like, can I get a card machine? Yes or no? And we're, we're solving that equation, and that's what's driving our ability to bring in all these new merchants into the market. So that's the first bit. And then the next bit is um, we actually see ourselves as a software company, uh, a merchant acquisition platform. Um, so, you know, the application that we've built that works hand-in-hand hand with the card machine is quite powerful. Um, you know, it's got point-of-sale functionality, allows you to track cash transactions. So we're actually also making ourselves agnostic of card. We want to be able to support all payment types that are relevant uh, to, 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 to merchants so that they're not spending, um, you know, uh, countless hours trying to reconcile um, all these different payments that they're receiving. Our job is really to get merchants out of admin um, by taking sort of this verified payment information and doing something useful with it. And in doing that, we can ensure that merchants are focused on the value-adding uh, components of their business, really giving them time. So I've spoken about the app. We have the business portal, um, which is incredible. You know, there's a, uh, almost a software as a service tool. Uh, the guys log in. Um, they can see analytics of their business when peak trading is what's selling, who's selling. Um, you know, they can add multiple staff members. They can even see how many tourists are coming through their location. You know, we allow them to track the, the number of foreign cards coming through. We also allow them to track um, how many repeat cards are coming through so they can get a gauge of how much loyalty and how much their business is driven by repeat uh, customers. So actually put a number to it. So this is just the beginning. We're only touching the surface on on the analytics. Uh, But once again, um, our job is to be a platform to empower uh, these these SMEs to grow. And, you know, by collecting this payment data, um, which is sort of the lowest common denominator within within the business, and doing something useful with it, we can really uh, help these guys to, to to get to the next level of operation. And also, it's quite amazing, like taking a business that was running on paper um, in Excel at best to a business that's now in the cloud um, and, you know, looking at analytics uh, in real time. You know, our business owners are actually using tools um, that a lot of medium-sized businesses would, would dream of. And so I don't imagine you and your team spend too much time agonizing over what other people are doing. Um, there are certainly startups in your space yeah. doing, in many respects, exactly what you're doing. I think of maybe Coca, for example, here in South Africa. Um, I'm curious, though, about the posture of the incumbent financial services community. So big players in, in the sort of plastic space, mm-hmm. Visa and MasterCard, um, the banks who might see part of what you're doing as problematic in as far as um what they hope or what they'd what they'd like to think is part of uh, a growth area organic growth area for them you know it might take them a lot more time but they eventually want to get to it and it's pro- you're probably making it a little more interesting for them than 
they were initially interested in and all this. And how long do you feel you guys have um, to get it right and, and right to at the level of success from attraction and you know scale perspective before you know you start worrying about you know a big move on the part of some of the major banks or you know some of these plastic players who might decide quite frankly to not want to play game want to play ball nicely you know, want to play nicely anymore yeah. first of all we're partners with visa and mastercard you know we're growing the acceptance base um you know 70 percent of the six and a half thousand uh, merchants on our platform had never accepted cards before um you know there's a roughly even split between visa and mastercard um, in terms of that processing so all of a sudden we've grown the market for them um and growing the market is our our key kpi right so it's 70 percent actually this year we're have, hoping to get it up to 80 percent so sorry so what's what does that percentage mean 80 percent off 80 percent of the merchants we acquire have never accepted cards before that's our goal we're at 70 percent now we want to get that up to 80 percent so we're market makers um and in being market makers we're actually doing an incredible service to the broader market including the the, the financial institutions there's a reason um these merchants were not economically uh, attractive for them uh, for good reason right they're, they're small they're fragmented they're unpredictable um, and the traditional operating models, um, you know, with the salesperson and, and the reach and the cost just doesn't, you know, they can't get to these guys um, at the cost structures that we can. But all of a sudden, we're like now, you know, formalizing a business um, and, you know, we're never going to offer uh, transactional banking services. We don't have any plans to get a banking license. So, you know, we're actually helping uh, the, the, the ecosystem, right? It's actually, you know, formalizing business. Um, with respect to other competition, um, what's interesting about us is that we're actually lost movers. We were the last to, to enter the market. So, you know, NetBank launched the Pocket Pass in 2013 as the first mover. The apps of Pebble um, also launched um, uh, later on that year. Um, and then you had ZipZap, you had Ikoka. Um, and this was all in sort of uh, 2014. We launched in 2015. Um, and, uh, you know, in terms of growth, uh, size, activity, um, new to card merchants, um, we're sort of clearly defining a, a very, very clear space for ourselves. And the main reason for that is, um, you know, really understanding the onboarding, the access, the, the frictionless uh, uh, accessibility of the product, and then really focusing on software and analytics and point of sale and really seeing that that's actually the real hook um, and stickiness for these business owners. So all this is really uh, allowing us to to sort of play within our own space. Um, what's also very helpful is uh, we're not playing the price game um, uh, like some of our competitors. Um, we're playing the value game. Um, and in that sense, um, you know, the institutions uh, are not only seeing us as growing the market, but we're actually not destroying um, the value within it either. So a, a, couple, a couple of important questions. Firstly, um, in terms of the horizon, you guys think too, right? Yeah. You have to know that mobile money is the future or you know, cryptocurrency might be a big part of how people yeah. transact. I know that we aren't there yet. And Africa is definitely, I think, a hotbed of hybridity around you know creating what's needed now right in that context what do you guys have have planned so you in our branding in our identity like you'll never see us making reference to being a card company right uh, we're a merchant acquisition platform we're a tool for sme uh, we're a software company 
in that sense, our application uh, that sits on the smart device or the tablet um, can accept multiple payment types. We've actually set ourselves up for that, right? Um, and you'll even start seeing that in South Africa. So we're, we're excited about new payment types. Our job is to ensure that our merchants can accept whatever is relevant within the market. Um, it just doesn't have to be card. And, you know, when we start venturing north, um, you'll clearly start to see this. Um, but the key thing is let, let, the, let the acceptance mechanism uh, take a backseat. We are building software for SMEs to run better. You know, to follow on to that, there are many miscalculations or misperceptions around, uh, you know, markets and, and how different and varied they are. South Africa, for example, which is very plastic rich, if it were, as it were. Kenya, which is still pretty much a cash economy, despite the success of M-Pesa and mobile money. And, and then uh, all the different various markets on the continent, you know, between those extremes. What are some of the most common misperceptions um, applied to the scenario that you observe? What we've seen is these types of uh, problems um, always looked at very top-down, at a very macro level. Our view is that when it comes to SMEs, it has to be looked at bottom-up. Um, you know, nobody's quite cracked uh, the space, uh, and it just comes down to perspective, right? Um, and, and sort of labeling and, and, and packaging, they're not, ready, they're not ready to adopt, you know, uh, all this kind of language um, and not language around, well, we actually, we didn't build a good product or we didn't understand our customers. Or we didn't engage them. That's the kind of language um, we should be hearing uh, from, from players. Um, and, you know, that's also what's setting us apart, right? Um, everything we do, we design around the customer, around the merchant. It's as simple as that. And in that sense, um, that's what's given us a great deal of stickiness uh, and adoption of our product even though a lot of our uh, merchants were new to card, right? So these were segments that were previously ignored, that were deemed um, sort of uh, not relevant or ready to adopt uh, uh, card acceptance because it was too expensive and the like. What we figured out was that, yes, cost is a factor, but more than anything else is actually access and almost this uh, sense that, like, uh, you needed to... Um, uh, um, justify um, uh, a reason for you to get access to something to help you grow. Uh, no justification at all. You want to grow? Come to us. We'll give you a machine and you can grow. And so finally, what are you guys doing with this money? So this X amount. <laughs> What's the plan? Um, so, uh, you know, a couple of exciting things. Um, so continuing on national scale, um, you know, we, we really want to uh, lead uh, the market in terms of SME payment processing. Um, and that's certainly our goal for this year. Um, and I think we're poised to do that. We're growing quite fast. Um, the next bit, which is quite exciting, um, and some stuff we've been keeping under the hood, um, is you know we've been quietly developing some fintech products um, uh, in our labs. Um, and um, you know this capital uh, will be used to really launch these things uh, into the market. Um, and what's fantastic is that we can actually use our our, our network of merchants as our own distribution channel, um, which is what makes this business amazing, right? Um, there's never been distribution into SMEs before. Um, we are syndicating and building our own distribution network into SMEs. So, Can you tell me how big that is right now? How big the network? Well, we have 6,500 merchants uh, in, in, in the market um, right now. Um, so, you know, we, um, and, you know, we expect these numbers to get 
quite interesting uh, by by the end of the year uh, with our growth rates and yeah we once again becoming like sort of a financial services partner uh, to these SMEs uh, that once again were, were just cut out um, from from access to services is really exciting for us and it's also the way we're going to do it right it's it's going to be sort of uh, built in to the platform almost like plumbing right uh, you know as an example we've we've done an integration into a world leading accounting platform zero which is basically automating uh, you know transaction data into the accounting platform and we want to get to a point where we've completely automated accounting uh, something business owners don't even have to think about right and imagine now you're really starting to formalize a business so those two elements um growth maybe into other markets so yeah so the, the product side uh, um uh, you know continuing to invest in the platform uh, automating uh, going deeper into automation and then the final thing is doing the groundwork uh, for international expansion into 2018 so really excited about that um you know we're hoping to do a, a pilot in one sub-saharan market uh, this year are you saying which uh, not yet, not yet. Okay, we're still we're still, we're still prioritizing. Um, you know, there's a lot of factors that we're looking at: um, smartphone penetration, mobile money penetration, card penetration. There's a whole there's a whole lot of variants. Um, Kenya, Nigeria, look out. <laughs> Dude's not saying anything, but that's me. You you said it. You said it. <laughs> um, but couldn't be more excited. Um, you know, taking these powerful tools to SMEs. You know. A lot of stuff is B2B. Everyone's afraid of uh, acquiring uh, small businesses. Uh, there's a lot of fear of managing uh, a base of small businesses. Uh, we have the technology mindset um, and, and uh, sort of uh, data, data analytics um, to, 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 to really make this happen uh, in a profitable way um, and uh, one that really scales. Katleho Mapai, thank you so much for, for joining me on the African Tech Roundup. You, I know you have a board meeting with your new investors to get to, and your people are knocking on the door. <laughs> thank you. It's a real pleasure. I was really happy to speak to you. And all the best with it. Thank you very much.